Hello and welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. Hey, how are you doing today? Blew my hair back. If I if I didn't have so much hair gel in my hair, that would have blew my hair back. Are we recording? Yeah. Were you recording that? Yeah. Okay, we're going. We're just using it then. That's fine. Oh, I was messing with you. I wasn't ready. No, we're fine. Let's go. Well, I I'm not I'm not set oh, yet. You gotta put your poker chips out, huh? Yeah. Yep. How many how many do you chew? Hey, everybody count how many how many of those Larry's choose during a whole show? You've been counting? Well, he puts out nine. I don't know how many he eats, but he has to have nine on the table every time. All right, let's count and see okay, how many. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Right? Because, because I'm not that anal about anything, today I've got 12. No, you are. Okay. I don't want it to sound. It's too late, Larry. No, I don't want it to sound <laughs> like, well, it has to be exactly nine. But it obviously does have it to be. It has to be hey. nine. I'm so. Because I've usually eaten several of them in ambassadors i'm so glad you guys don't look at the youtube thumbnails that i put out because you guys probably would have been mad at me at the one i put out last week yeah what'd you do i put i put up i saw a couple i put the, the i put a thumbnail out the, on this last episode of everybody out playing the trumpet well, oh no <laughs> i haven't seen that one yet i haven't seen that one. well yet. since i didn't play the trumpet i just had a picture of me holding it like this <laughs> smiling but then Martin playing and then you playing the trumpet. I had I had a thumbnail out of That's that. That's not what I did. I did not play the trumpet. Larry, <laughs> I actually didn't play. Played. I just blew. Yeah, I blew in the trumpet. That's all I did. Dude, it was right. it was funny too. Like um, when I was editing the audio at the end, there was this like super big note at the end. I go, I bet that was Larry playing the trumpet, and I skipped over to it and pressed play. And I was, and I was like, Yeah, that was Larry playing the trumpet. I was like, well, that's how advanced I am at getting an audio editing. I can tell when certain like audio waves or something. So, well, I'm glad you are because, quite frankly, I I don't need to be. Well, I say advanced. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm not anywhere I'm not anywhere near advanced. So we have we have a very special guest in studio today. My my son Jonah is in here. Yay! He is one of the he is one of the prayer warriors today, isn't he? Yes. He said a very prolific um, uh, prayer um, during today's pre prequel. I guess you can say prolific. Yeah. Is that a good word? Powerful, maybe. Efficient. Prolific, isn't it? Prolific, prolific no, pro- meaning like lots of words. Oh. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Efficient. You know, you don't I mean, you don't ever hit the ball without swinging the bat, and that's what I'm doing with these words. Did you know? Did, <laughs> did you know this? Um, he cannot throw the ball until you release the ball. What? Hmm. Yeah. It is not considered a throw until you release. Right. Oh, some red pill, blue pill. Yeah, stuff. that's good. I, I have a. I have a meme. What's the meaning behind that? I have though? a meme on Facebook where it's got the guy holding the red pill, and he's like, "What if I told you you had to let go of the ball before I could throw the ball?" And then the next picture is a bunch of dogs going. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm just jabbering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today we have um, it's Will the Trucker. 
Will the trucker. He is an atheist, I believe. We'll get him on uh, to figure out. May, he may be agnostic or agnostic atheist. Um, so we'll get him on here in a little bit to um, figure out what his his whole deal is. Um, I haven't really talked to this one that much. Um, uh, this one came from Indy. So this is going to be a surprise for me, too. Mm. So you don't like that? You're okay with me not being surprised and y'all surprised, but Larry sounds uncomfortable that I'm going to be surprised too. No, I'm no. Okay. That, that wasn't that way. I actually should have an, quite a bit to, in common with him. He's a trucker. Yeah. If yeah. he's actually a trucker. Yeah. No, he is a trucker, I think. Yeah, he is a trucker because he was um, going on the road and he just got back from a cruise. So that's what I know about Will. Will the trucker. He just got back from a cruise with his family. And there's a lot of stuff going on with cruises here recently. They've they've had some storms out in the ocean and they had one capsize. They had to evacuate. Oh really? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. You ever been on a cruise? Nope. What have you been doing this week? What what's your visor? What's your visor say? It's your business. Oh, it says it's your business? It's your business. What does that mean? <laughs> what is that? Like what what does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Man. Why'd you get in that voice right there? I don't have any idea. That's that's my go-to voice. What? Where'd you get that visor from? Where'd you get it from? Yeah. Uh, more than likely a garage sale or a thrift store. You could say that's none of your business, it's except not, it's that you've your, your business. Your business. It's, but except <laughs> it's screwed. You've screwed that up now because oh, you've yeah. plainly stated it is her business. It looks like you found a pair of like gym shorts under the bleachers and decided to make a visor with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. I I, I I I don't know how to respond because I don't know anything about gym shorts. No, they had terry cloth gym shorts when I was a kid. What so. is a terry cloth? It's very soft. Girls looked really good in them. I remember oh, that from the eighties. I know what you're talking about. Like, I know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. Soft, spongy. Yep. Yep. Well, I just they look like a towel. I just remember going. Yeah, in. they look like a towel. Yeah. Oh, I was like, Mark's been bringing up some kind of edgy stuff lately because I remember I skipped to the end and I listened. Me and you were talking about nipple tassels at the end of the show <laughs> last week. How did I miss something like that? You, you missed the nipple ta tassel conversation. We even were doing the motions and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I accused Mark of wearing nipple tassels underneath his shirt. <laughs> Well, if you stare at him long enough, Larry, now listen to the sound of my voice. You, you, do you remember Madonna Madonna with the cones? Oh, no, that was a Saturday Night Live skit where they did um, Madonna with the cones that spinned around and, they, and they, like, people, the audience got um, hypnotized. hypnotized by it. <laughs> you don't remember that? That's old. That was older, okay. like in the 90s. I didn't watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, you didn't like Saturday Night Live? You say you've always been a stick in the mud then for your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I watched, Except I watched wrestling. I watched Pure Flex in the 80s. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Man. I do not apologize for my lifestyle anymore. No. Oh. I wouldn't. I'm just okay. giving you heck about no, it. No, I mean. <laughs> Ask not for whom I would <laughs> You didn't put it on Do Not Disturb, did you? Or me. Okay. <laughs> There's not light at the end of the tunnel. It's a train. 
Wayne. <laughs> I don't blame you for your lifestyle either. I wish I could be more like that. Well, I'm, I probably will be someday, but I wish I could be that more that way now. But but I just joke with you a lot about it. Oh, I know, I know. And but I don't have anything else to joke with you about, bro. I don't have anything. You don't give me anything to joke with you about. So I have to joke about the pure flicks and stuff like that. I guess we, we really don't. Well, like honestly, okay. Honestly, at first, whenever, like I'm been, I'm really into the WWE right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at first I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. You know? But then here the last couple of weeks they they have these characters that are that are like voodoo witches. princess and, and witches yeah yeah where I'm like uh oh dang I'm it like, this is why probably, do you gotta screw up just good I yeah. mean it's the modern day equivalent of the Three Stooges why uh, do, no, why do they yeah. gotta mess with that <laughs> it's it's really not oh, I, I, I watched happen re- with that oh it really rest- is I watched wrestling a long time but there, remember Glow I. Okay. I can't, I can't What's go, Glow? I can't go here with you guys. <laughs> What's Glow? You don't remember Glow? Uh-uh. The girls at Glow? No. It was all very scantily clad female wrestlers. So don't Google it. Oh, oh no, no, don't no, Google no, no, it. no, no, no. Yeah, okay. No, I mean, no, I mean, it was on TV. Mm-hmm. My earliest oh. memory of female wrestling would have been China. I'm sure you know who that was. Oh, yeah. I remember we, China. Man, we just watched, we, Darcia. Had never seen her. Um, we just watched the whole history of China. Yeah. And and I'm like, I had never known her before wrestling. I'd never seen any of those pictures at all. And I was like, whoa. She was pretty. She had her moments. She had her moments. Okay. You don't think so? Not your type? Not my type. Well, so when I was younger, I didn't think she was pretty. But now I look at videos of her back then. I'm like, because I thought she was like manly, manly and. I butt. thought I thought maybe she. I mean, this is my own my own thought process. I really, honestly thought that she had steroid out. Well, she probably and well, no, testosterone and I thought, injections because typic- up. Typically, when you do the test, typically when you do the uh, steroids, there's there's a look to people who do the steroids in their face. Hmm. Okay. I mean, Jawline, I, I, stuff yeah. like that. Yep. And I thought that about her. Mm. I saw pictures of her as a kid. She looked like that as a kid. Really? I mean, not, not, the, not the muscles. But the fall into the love. And she fell in love with building her body. Yeah. So all that was, that was true natural stuff until she got hooked in with the wrestling. But. I was really surprised that her face actually never changed and her voice really? never changed. So she always had a deep yeah, voice. The, yeah. No, she didn't have a deep voice. She had a real kind of, kind of a Mike Tyson type voice didn't match the body. Yeah. And you were like, mm. but her, yeah, her, even her sister was, um, not as buff as she was. I guess she, a lot of people had a, a problem. Like, like, I guess she wasn't easy get, to get along with. That's what, that's the way I understand. No, they it. said that she was awesome. Really? Yeah, if you if you watch the video thing, <clears throat> people knew her persona. They did not know her personality. When they met and got to know her personality, she was a sweetheart. What was his name? Chris Jericho. I was watching an interview with him, and he said he, he didn't like her. Chris Jericho didn't like her. Because he got beat by her. Yeah. Because <laughs> she slammed oh, him. Oh, because he did wrestle Chris yes, Jericho. Yeah. Before, b- before women got really involved, you know, Mm-hmm. They had the women class. They had the men class. That was no big deal. I mean, you know, y- y- y'all probably don't remember Medusa, but she was like 
from the you know sixties and black and white stuff. Okay, um, she was not an attractive woman in the least bit. You know, she was an older woman that just was mean. You know, so the women stayed on the women, and the men stayed on the men. That was it. And but China, the, Jericho, yeah, made that change. Yeah. And when That's she could he give as much, about. when she could give as much as the men, there were some things that 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 the men were like, "Oh, well, maybe, we're not we're maybe, not used to this. We're not ready for this yet." Maybe that's what it was because I know they asked him a question about wrestling her, and he said that well, everybody thought China was good. Everybody thought China was good, but she wasn't, and it maybe his ego was hurt a little bit because she was she was good. Well, he's known it. for his ego, but I don't know him personally. We have to remember every one of these guys have a persona, persona. Yep. versus who they actually are. Yep. Yep. And you know what? Let and that's a good segue. I honestly feel that a lot of preachers have a persona. A lot of a lot of uh praise leaders have a persona. Yep. Not who they actually are. Yep. And that's the one thing that I have found out about Discovery is that their persona is who they are. That's I told you that once before. You remember I told you like I had grown up to where I had gotten I have gotten to know a lot of church leaders in the past, and you you take a little time to get to know them, and they're always different than what you've heard for maybe even years on the podium. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you you took me the first time I'd ever met with Pastor Kevin in private. That's the same guy, same guy, man. Same guy, yeah. Same guy as he's on the podium, and that kind of surprised me a little bit. Same way with Joseph. Really? Yeah. Trevor, you know, he preached the other day. Trevor, oh, my goodness. I mean, these these are the – this is what ignites me about Discovery Church is because you get the same on stage as off stage. Yeah. Every one of these guys. Real. And That's what's cool about us is, like, people get to know us who we literally are. Like, we – like, we, there's nothing different about me and Larry's conversations in private. There's nothing nope. different about uh, our conversation. We probably bicker more on here than what we do in real life. Mm. Our phone <laughs> calls our phone calls are like, love you, bud. Everything going okay? Yep, yeah, dude. All right, true. cool. True. Yeah, and then we probably bicker more on here than we do on there, but this is real. This is real. Mark and I, when we first met, I was, Danny was missing that night on the men's Bible study the first time Mark came, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, come in, and Man, Mark and I, I think carried a whole hour conversation right <laughs> in front of five people. <laughs> yeah, because they we, we they formed didn't all engage. right. We <laughs> formed all kinds of resentments that evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you ain't gonna talk, then just sit yeah. and listen because yeah. I will. <laughs> Mark and I'll talk. And then if you just bring me, we could break it down well, we into could. thirty-three. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we could. Yeah. It wouldn't be good to bring me we, along. We don't have a lot of pauses when the three of us get together. I'm working hard enough not to interrupt you guys now, right now, because I'm like, I want to talk so bad. Mm. I'm a, probably talking my sleep, guys. <laughs> it's a real struggle sometimes not to make it the Mark show or the Larry show or yep. the Zach show. I see, and, when, and I'm talking about away from here. That's exactly what it is. It's the Zach and Larry show here, but outside, it's, it's hard when you, you know, it takes takes all time, all kinds, and everybody has a different spiritual gift, and I think um, talking, uh, communication is one of the ones that, you know, is all of our gifts Yeah, um, in different varieties, but, yep. but then again, how do you temper that if you're dealing with some people that are more quiet and reserved, but you want to draw them out? 
then I gotta be like, hey. yeah, yeah like, dude. <laughs> you know, being being the greeter, and and I I said that I didn't want to say it that way, the greeter, but I'm 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 a greeter here at mm-hmm. the church, mm-hmm. and my main focus is the new people, All right? But my memory <laughs> doesn't help me. Because I've walked up to people and go, hey, man, is this the first time I met you? No, it's no I've been here 10 years. <laughs> I bet you've gotten better at it, though. A little bit, a little bit. That's the, that's what I was going to say to what you but said. We've had so many new people lately. And and I have talked to them and realized, how did you get by me the last two weeks without me without me being able to see you? It's impossible, yeah. Yeah, because, Such a I big mean, church. I, I, well, we're not that big. Well, big enough to where... I don't think you should set an expectation for you to just know everyone the first time they come in, you know? Recognize the new people and make them welcome. I yeah. mean, that is my main focus. That's important. Well, I don't think it's out of question but I, for but you because you've get been here. Up, I do get caught up with a lot of people. You've seen me, you know, there are certain people. Yeah. In my deal, and I, and I and I hate to say it this way, but if I know you, Zach, like I know you, you're also a greeter. I'm going to spend two minutes in conversation with you. I'm out of there. That's that's typically what I try to do. I don't try to be rude about it, but you're not my focus. Yeah, new people. You yeah. know, you yeah. are welcome here. We're, you already know talk you're later. welcome here. We're yeah. going to talk later. Yeah. yeah. But I also yeah. try to do that with the people that, you know, ambassadors I talk to on Wednesday. So when I'm talking to them on other days, I shouldn't, I, I try not to spend as much time, but I still want to make them feel just as welcome when we have friends that know what my purpose is then they they don't engage me you yeah know, it's a quick handshake love you you know and then because we know that we'll yeah. have time to talk i don't later. even approach you like i just let you approach me because it, it, it's like it's like i i know i'll talk to you later like we talk all the time outside of church and i know you got a job to do here so well i hate to say as the, the definition of a social butterfly, but I have noticed here lately that I do. I didn't think I was that way. Oh, you're but a then, social butterfly. But I, I, I look at me and I'm fluttered over here, flutter over here, flutter over here, land for a second, and then and I'm gone. And I was you're like, the literal oh, definition a of a social butterfly. Like you're, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I accept it. I'll, I'll say you're a social bald eagle, Larry. Yeah, super aggressive. Well, I'm gonna. I'm trying to butch it up for you a little bit here, man. No, he's a social a, butterfly. He's one of those golden eagles, the ones, the golden eagles that take the goats and fly them right. off the cliff, cliff and drop them. Drop them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just so they could eat them at the bottom. There you go, dude. I have, you got a cool bird. I have a lot of fun. We're not right. I have a lot of fun making feel, people feel welcome. And what makes me feel even more great about it is when I see them the second time. Yeah. And I see them the third time. And then they're looking for you to make them, you know, to, to recognize them when they walk in. Yeah. And well, because like at us, a certain point they, they mature enough and then I've engaged them with enough people and I try to introduce them to new people that'll, you know, ignite that, that feeling of com- camaraderie. You've done that and with then, my stepdaughter boom. and her boyfriend. Boom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. I know. Like when, when we first walked into church here, we didn't know a single person in there. Nobody. No one. Like, literally no one. Okay, and Are we're we back. back. We're back. <laughs> I'll probably have to edit all that out, but Please. it's okay. Yeah, but it's fine. Angela dropped the camera, and then um, 
and then we um, gave her some lashings, and and we're back. And then we had to give Jonah some lashings too. So everyone was flogged. Yeah, everyone was flogged. And then we gave her the vinegar to drink. I flogged. Her. What? I love. Do, hey, ask her. Sometimes I drink oh, vinegar. I'll straight. drink a shot of good vinegar. I like. I that. love vinegar, dude. I like balsamic vinegar, but I can't drink. It's good for you. And we're not talking about pickle juice. Yeah, pickle juice. One right. time, no, that's no, different than just vinegar. Yeah. One time, I took a shot of vinegar so fast, apple cider vinegar, it burnt yeah. my throat. I've done that. It that, burnt my throat. That's like taking, you know, doing a little Everclear back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why right. I do it every now and then. I need that little. I need that little. <laughs> I need that little kick, man. I'm not getting Lord, drunk. forgive us for that one there. <laughs> I need that little pop. Let's go. <laughs> we don't live like that anymore. Hear a little back in black playing in the background. It's just vinegar. <laughs> Larry's reading the Bible, shaking. He's like, no, I need new friends. <laughs> I have friends that chug vinegar. <laughs> and fantasize about Everclear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know you could put that in your car, too? <laughs> gas. Expensive gas, though, huh? That'd be expensive gas. Expensive, yeah. Yeah. I have used it to prime the motor when I ran out of gas. Mm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. On, on, like, a mower or something? No, my car. Oh really? On the side of the road. So I wow. was all I had, huh? So <clears throat> in Kansas yeah. City, Fog Hat played at this bar and I snuck some Everclear in with me and I was blowing huge plumes of fire. <laughs> oh, from your mouth. Yeah, from yeah. my mouth. Yeah, I, I got kicked out. Fog hat. Who what they sing? I, you don't know what fog No, hat? I think I do. I think Slow I do. ride. Yeah. Make it easy. <laughs> Slow ride. <laughs> yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> you're not having fun today, Larry. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Spit that water out. You know, I I know there's some unbelievers here listening, um, going, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I've been there. Now, <laughs> I completely don't understand. Any, don't live there anymore. Was, praise God. There it is. That's right. Thank God I don't live there anymore. Amen. Frustration and pain. Yeah. That's why uh, somebody somebody on one of my videos today, or one of our videos, I should say, um, our, one of our clips, um. What you were talking about, you were talking about um, half people thinking having to get clean before they um, come to God, and that a lot of people that were like that are actively on drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. Um, right. They're, they're like they're like, how do I get clean? I, like I've been trying to go go to God so I can get clean, and I was like, I and it made me spur back to that memory because there was a point of like a year where I wanted to quit drinking bad and couldn't like a year, like I would literally um, like throw away a half a pack of cigarettes every day and be like, it's done. Today's the day right. I'm quitting. And then I'd go have to buy, I buy another pack of cigarettes that night and, and a 12 pack of alcohol right. or whatever. And then I'd, and then the next morning I'd wake up and I'd be like, today's the day for like a year, dude. Right. And that's what I kind of told them in the comment section of that video. They're like, I want to get clean so bad and stuff like that. And I told them, I said, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that year, struggle that fight I had for a year I probably would have already been back drinking again because whenever I think about drinking again I think back to that year oh, that 365 the days powerlessness or of it yeah. yeah 
I, I think back to that and go, why would I ever do that even one more time to put myself potentially, could I drink every now and then and, and be responsible about it? Maybe. Um, but that year was stressful enough for me that I don't want to find out. I have you no know, interest I've, in finding out. I've often referred to our, our old lifestyle as the lion's den, you know, um, God delivered us from the lion's den. Amen. I don't go back, lean over the cave and go, Hey, lions, how you doing? I don't do that. When I run into people that. That's why I don't hang out at bars. That I, I knew from the old life. I greet them and hey man, where you been? You know, I changed my life. I I go to church now. I'm involved in the church. I'd love for you to come visit. Now what? (laughs) What? Church. Do they drink there? Yeah, you know, and it's it's like I I am we are to remember. We are to remember what God got us through. And when I look back on that, it's not it's not that it was all fun and games. It, I remember the swamp. I remember the muck and the mud that that God had to drag me through. And I remember holding on to the roots. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to, no, no, right. I don't want to go. Yeah. I'm not going to have any fun. <laughs> yeah. What, what am I going to do on Friday night? Right. You know, I, it's. I'm still kind of like that. Well, not, not really. In the process, to... you know, it's just like the refiner's fire. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, if gold had feelings, it wouldn't like it. Right. But what happens afterward, it becomes pure gold. Yeah. Because all the impurities are burned off. So through that process. It is painful, mm-hmm. difficult, mm-hmm. not a lot of fun. I went back to a bar twice since I've since I've gotten sober, and it's because I have um, I have a couple friends that like to watch UFC, and we like to go out and watch every now and then. So I sometimes I'll go to the bar with them, and watch UFC, and cause I I have no worry about drinking again. And I made an observation that was kind of crazy when I've been there the last couple times was that you you don't realize it. But bar stools are extremely uncomfortable. But when you're when you're, you're numb. three sheets to the wind, yeah, you don't feel a thing. You don't feel a thing. But yeah. I, I remember sitting there for three or four hours watching those fights. God, good grief! I cannot <laughs> wait to get off this man. Right. And I remember back to my bar days. I'm like, I probably sat in a a <laughs> bar stool for a right. hundred hours and never even thought about that. But when you're when you're three sheets to the wind, you don't think about how uncomfortable they are. I, I thought it was interesting how you were saying that people will say, you know, basically, I want a relationship. I, I want to get rid of this addiction. I want to get rid of this sin before I have a relationship with God because I think it's blocking me from God or I feel unworthy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not biblical. You know, no. I mean, we did. That's you know, literally Satan. That, that's a, who are they? Li- who are you listening to? That's your own shame. That's Satan. That's how he works. Yeah. Because biblically, in the Bible, when Jesus healed and delivered and cast out mm. demons, that was pre-relationship to him. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. what about Mary Magdalene? Now and go and sin no more. Yeah. That's what about right. the prostitute in the church or the temple? Or right. Yeah. So let me release you from your bondage, then. We develop a relationship and, you know, it doesn't mean you have to get sober to do it. You mean you start, I don't know. I had a point and then it just went, well, you know, Satan wants you to, Satan wants you to die. You don't have to be sober first to have a relationship. And if you doubt that, 
William? Ask Darcy. Yeah. yeah. Ask me. Ask any three of us. <laughs> Here's what I could tell you Satan wants. Satan wants you to die. Satan wants you to die in your bondage, in your bondage, wishing you could get right with God. Yep. Right. Exactly. That's what he wants to happen. Yeah. Because wishing to get right with God is not getting right with God. You can get right with God. You can get close to him, develop a relationship to him. And guess what? He's only going to make it easier for you to quit. He's dang sure not going to make it harder. Oh, that's exactly or, right. Or he may make it harder, but that, that harder be will have a reason to it. Like for me, like I can't, I can't be delivered from things like you and Darcy. I can't be. I'll take straight up advantage of it. I know why he does but it. Darcia. That, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. Every addiction that that God has allowed me to overcome in my life has been pain and frustration, but he held my hand through the process. Mm-hmm. That was the relationship. I, I worked on a relationship with him first, then the deliverance came, but it wasn't pow, deliverance. It was a walking out, purifying, like Larry had talked about. But then he delivered me from cigarettes. Yeah. So don't say that. Don't say yeah. never. Don't say no, man, because I think he gets us at levels. I got a few things. I got a few things I'd like like him to just throw in the trash and move on with for sure. I do believe that it is a process, and I do believe that he lets us walk out because without without the walkout, well, then we could claim his wonder eye power. Like I was, yes. First off, we're bragging on what we can do. Secondly, uh, I, you know, with Darcia's. We came to this church for probably a year and a half while she was still drinking, and it got worse. Didn't you say she'd be in the here. bathroom sometimes drinking? I don't. I don't say that. You don't want me to say I that. I say okay. that there was people that came and told me that they she smelled like alcohol. I thought maybe she's told me that before, but maybe and she that, doesn't want that, me to say that publicly. That's going to have to be a Darcia thing. Okay. Darcia, but, don't I mean, smack me. The the thing is that she didn't we, have to be white as snow. No, she wasn't. Right. No, we brought them in dirty. I yeah. I, I came in dirty. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And now and now life. if you meet Darcia now, you'll you'll never smell alcohol on her again, I can tell you that. Nope. She's been delivered. She's sanctified and righteous. Good you won't smell cigarettes God. on her, you won't smell nothing on her. You'll yeah. smell you smell Jesus. This is on this her. is June. So she's been delivered from well, she she was released from cigarettes six months ago. Nice. It's been six months. Good grief. Six months, man. That's awesome. That's like, yeah, it's like great. That's insane, man. I mean, after a while, like, mine's been so long, I don't even think about it. Right. But you got to stop and think about what God did for me because, I mean, I was like, look, Darcia was still smoking. I was still going to the bars. All right. What's the worst thing when you when you quit smoking? Oh, yeah. You, you're going. <laughs> yeah. Right, and how can you drink without smoking? How can you drink without smoking? That's my problem. Like, even if I I could handle drinking again, I don't think I could drink without smoking. Yeah, there's people that can't drink a cup of coffee without smoking smoking a cigarette. Right, right? I I couldn't drive, right, without smoking a cigarette, right, or ride a motorcycle without smoking a cigarette. Okay, we for real. So we got to get to our. So when God delivered me, He took all of those cravings away from me to where I could still be in that. As a witness to it. Praise God. And if you don't, if God gets you through something or delivers you from something and you're not sharing that testimony, yeah. you're not walking in obedience to God. Yep. And you're not giving it. him the glory. Right. I agree. That's one thing I'll never, I'll never do again is make that mistake of taking the credit. Oh, I'm not taking the credit for Jack squad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get to the guest failures. To- we're at 30. Well, according, uh, we're going to have to cut like two or three minutes out. So we're like 27 right now. 
Um, so yeah, because of all the floggings. Okay. All right. <laughs> flatulence. Yeah, the flatulence. No. That's happening. That's happening undercover. Whether you realize it or not. I bet everybody in here has got some UC flatulence. Okay. Nope. Anyway. Nope. All right. Let's clear the room. Let's welcome Will the Trucker. Will the Trucker. This is two weeks in a row that we've had that we've had guests on that have radio voices. Try dude. to use a different expletive, please. You don't like crap. No. <laughs> Good grief! Wait, you saying I, you saying about a radio voice? Yeah, you you sound like you have a radio voice, dude. Well, for a very short period of time, I did actually work on the radio back in Phoenix in the summer of what ninety seven. Really? You were a DJ? Yeah. Pretty amazing. No, well, no, I was like a half wit sidekick filling in for somebody for I don't know a few weeks. Nice. Why did you choose half wit? <laughs> Sounds like the story the of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the the half wit <laughs> the half wit portion of it was kind of like it was um the the persona was his name was Budman, and he's basically <laughs> half the time act like he was high, and uh, he was going all through right. some stuff, and I just happened to be the right place at the right time, and hey, all you got to do is come in here for a little bit, and you know pretend to be him and blah, 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 and fill in for a little bit. And anyway, uh, I think I did it maybe what, like four or five times over like a three week period. And yeah, like, like I said, uh, summer of 97. Oh, that's, just, that's just pretty gnarly, dude. <laughs> Man, whole, whole lot of words in that. 97. Back okay. in 97. Okay. Let me, uh, let me go around the room. Well, real the quick. funny thing was that. No, go ahead. Will. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say the funny thing was that at that point I had never even smoked before. So oh my goodness. <laughs> that was a trip. <laughs> so you were playing a game. Yeah. Okay. Let me go around the room real quick. I'm going to introduce everybody in here. So you, so you don't get blindsided by any um, voices. Um, we got my executive producer, Mark over here. Hey, how's it going? Got my lovely wife, Angela. Hello. And then my lovely co-host, Larry. Nothing lovely about me. I need you to start I've been describing trying to me figure in a different, out a different way. word for you, dude. Um, I'll just call you lovely. It's fine. Okay. And then me, I'm Zach. Um, I'm the one um, with the TikTok channel, the young tan. Um, yeah, I look like a younger version of that guy from Wheel of Fortune. Um, what's his name? Pat? That's, that's not tan. That's just sunburn. Oh, well. This is tan. Oh, I'm going to beat you because I'm, I'm going to get in the tanning bed. Okay. But anyway, um, welcome so which, to the- Which one of you guys is short brown hair guy? Him. Me. That's me. Shorter. And then the other taller fellow, salt and pepper? That's Larry. I'm yep. the old dude. Yeah. Okay. And well, then, I didn't say old. I mean, it's relative. And Mark pops up on clips every now and then. He's the producer. Um, and then- okay. He's he's popular to the show, but if you don't watch yeah, the Zach's, show, Zach's, I think I'm Zach's just the one. I think I'm the whacked out sidekick. I don't yeah. really think I'm the producer. Yeah. I think we just need to call me whacked out sidekick. Well, I don't like the whacked out. You're part. here because of your microphone <laughs> hey, stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Zach is the one trying to grow the beard, and Mark is the one that has one. <laughs> That's not fair. That's not fair at all, Somebody dude. When he grows up, it'll be okay. <laughs> I don't try to grow a beard. I just forget to shave it every now and then, and I get some, like, patches on there. So you Okay, that's like three months. I I just shave it when my wife gives me the look. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh Yes. You know, 
She yeah. just gives me that look like, and I know what it is because I've heard her, you know, it's like she used to say, hey, getting a little long, isn't it? You know, now she just gives me the look, look and I, I could, I, 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 I put the voice in my head because I know what she's saying with the look. Yeah, you've been well, with her long enough. You, you, since you've watched us, you see that mine's manicured. I have the real short one. He, he but doesn't my, care. But my wife said, yeah. absolutely never, never go without the beard. I think yeah. you need to and grow she's, it she's out never seen and you know, I, I like to, I like to have um, at least a bit of chin scruff. I, I don't do ju- – if I have facial hair, it's mustache and beard. Right. right. I don't do just the whole, like, just the beard thing or just the mustache thing. Yeah. But I like to have some facial hair down on the on my chin at least because then it, it, it defines the bottom of my face. Right. And I think I don't, I don't look as heavy. Yeah, makes sense. So, I'm in agreement. You know, I, I don't um, know yours, but I'm in agreement with that over here. I'm pointing a finger at me. I, I'm trying to hide my chin. Sure. Yep, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I just took, I was just on a cruise last week and uh, I took pictures. I took a selfie and I'm not a big selfie person. You know, I'll take a picture like of my wife and I, that's a little different, but like I'm never taking, I don't know that I've ever posted just a straight selfie, like on maybe one on, on like Facebook, you know, and I think it's actually my profile pic right now, but uh, I took a selfie the other day next to the cruise ship and it has this like, the, the, the way the back of the ship is, it kind of has this like, I don't know, like this bulge at the bottom of it. And I'm looking at me with the bulge underneath my chin because I have less <laughs> facial hair. And I'm like, dude, I got a, another chin. The, I look like the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Will, uh, Will, how old are you? 43. 43. Okay. You have to add that up? It took you a while to answer it. No, I think there's a delay in Discord lately. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I can tell there's a little yeah. delay in it. So, um, so okay, so, Will, you're an atheist, right? Or do you consider yourself atheist, atheist, um, agnostic, or what do you consider yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't always get so technical by saying agnostic atheist, but that's truth, truly what it is. I mean, to those in the know, I mean, who are familiar with the terminology, I'll use it. But if other people ask me, uh, I just straight say atheist because, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to confuse anybody. And a lot of people have misconceptions and that leads to other questions. And that kind of, yeah, I kind of read the room in a way, you know? Well, we've, we've, we've interviewed several um, people of different sure. walks of faith. And um, we, we have heard an explanation of the um, agnostic atheist term before by brother. Dan. And then, and then also, um, that former missionary that was on here, he, he, uh, described what that means. So just to give you a rundown, I don't know if you know anything about this show, but we don't, we don't debate here. Um, that's not our mission. Um, the goal, no. the goal of this show right. is essentially, um, the goal of this show is to essentially kind of hopefully bridge a gap between Christians and people that don't believe. Um, I know that I'm sure you get it all the time at the, you're going to hell, um, you better change your ways and stuff like that. Um, we don't have any desire to act like that. And then we also were just, just kind of hoping that we can um, show love to one another and, and maybe coexist together. Does that make sense? Cause that's definitely not the direction that it's yeah, going. Absolutely. Right. You know, I, I, the, the one who's, who reached out to me, the, the female who reached out and I apologize for not remembering her name. Um, she, she was, uh, she asked if I'd be interested in the show and I said, yeah, as long as it's, you know, not antagonistic and, um, 
uh, I had a couple other things, but um, yeah, I read you know, the I read I said, the oh, message, like a, yeah, you know, like not a bait and switch. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, and that's like getting into a situation like this or in in a environment like this, it doesn't do any good to to be anything less than truthful. And uh, yeah, because I think that that you know you have good intentions, you know, um, and, and as do I. And I, I don't always. I'll admit it. And you know, um, yeah, yeah, I do debate people online, but I'm not an academic. I'm more of a not anymore anyway. Um, I, mean, I used to know all the things that I could spit fire with Bible verses, both sides, you know, like pros and cons and things like that. Um, I don't have the memory for that anymore, to be honest. That's why I'm a trucker. Wait <laughs> till you're um, my age. <laughs> but I, but I find it to be much more productive and um, calming in a way to be able to discuss things in a mature fashion you know, uh, not making accusations and, and there's, you'll, you'll notice it in the, um, in the way that people speak and where they, they avoid opportunities to, you know, like make digs, you yeah. know, I mean, a little jabbing back and forth, haha, whatever is fun, you know, all in good fun. But, um, I, I've kind of taken it, uh, like my, my, one of the best pieces of advice that I got when, um, when I got married was that somebody says, never take advantage of an opportunity to bash your wife. So when other people are, you know, ball and chain, Oh, my old lady, this and that, you know, speaking badly of their wives. Like, like I don't chime in. I don't even want to, I don't call my wife, my old lady. I don't call her the ball and chain. You know, I don't refer to her in negative terms. And, and when I'm talking about, you know, these kinds of things, like in a, in a situation like this, you know, we treat each other with dignity and respect and I don't include some of the other potentially antagonistic terms, you know, like, um, uh, you know, throwing in like, like, for example, I could say, well, that's just your belief instead of that's your stupid belief. See what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's, it, it, it so, I mean, that's just an example, but it, it's, like I said, it's much more productive. Um, there are a few people who I've met on, on TikTok and on Facebook and stuff who, um, who are really good at engaging and maintaining civil conversation to, to try to bridge the gap. Yeah. And then I, 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 look, Christianity, you know, whether, whether we or I or whatever, like it or not, isn't going anywhere. Yeah. You it, know, and it uh, is shrinking though. And it's, and it's, it's like, how can we. Well, it well it's it's kind of interesting if you think of it, and it depends on how you think of it, like quantitative or qualitative, right? And, and I don't mean qualitative like good. I mean like power. So yeah, there may be a diminishing number of people who um, you know who identify as Christian. You know, I, I think I heard recently the the largest or the fastest growing group of religious. You know, like identifiers are non, uh, like does not identify or does not believe or something like that. You know, like the the kind of like the question mark on the fence or just non-religious at all. And I think that a lot of that is is like reactionary. You know, like a lot of times people want to separate themselves from like the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. 
Yeah. So while we, while Christians, while Christians may be diminishing in number, I think in some ways they're actually increasing in, um, I hate to say the word power, but for lack of a better term, power, no, influence. I, I hear your you know? points. Kind of like uh, moderates versus, uh, uh, you know, you hear Republicans, and then there's a whole group moderates. Um, so yeah. pe- people just afraid to take the moniker, but they're still, they're still getting in the boat. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's good. It, Cause I mean, it does the, the thing that I read did say like non-identifying, you know, so that, I mean, that could be somebody like my early stages of well deconstruction. I was, I deconstructed before it was even called deconstruction, but, um, you know, I, I didn't identify with like the Baptist ministry that I was taught when I was a kid. So would I say I'm Baptist? Like, well, no, I was still a Christian, but I didn't really identify as Baptist. I actually, I, I, I said actually, like, well, I'm Christian, but I don't really. Sorry, I. I you know we, what I mean? Yeah, we have a bad delay. Sorry if it seems like I'm interrupting. That's okay. I'm intended to, but um, I actually grew up Baptist too. And um, I dang near whenever I started reading the Bible myself, whenever I was 20 years old, I dang near deconstructed myself. I came to this. Sure. I came to this crossroads of where I started reading the Bible myself. And I was like, man, this is nothing like they they described it in church. I was uh-huh. like, this is nothing like they taught me my whole life. And it frustrated me because I wasted like almost two decades of my life, you know, on right. that teaching. And I'm Well, like, that was one of the things that, yeah, that and it was, was one either, of the things that it, led yeah, it was either I had two choices. It was either deconstruct and just abandon it altogether, or I had to reconstruct my faith altogether to what I believe is the truth. You know what I mean? And so sure. it was tough. It yeah. was tough. Yeah, for me. I, 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 this yeah really... I mean, those, those are when you get down to like the, you know, it's, I think it's really challenging for some people to, to um, kind of, in a way, like separate themselves. Like I, could, like, I was born and raised. Baptist, right? I, and and I believe that Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I use her as an example just because she's fiery, and I I don't care for her. Like, man, a lot of people would want to separate themselves from that, but we don't have those good influences. Like one of the things, one of the people who I used to love listening to, um, and I can't stand anymore. Uh, everybody knows Billy Graham. Um, our church actually had an old video series from him from like the like way, way back in the day, I think even like the 50s, 60s, 70s kinds of things, you know, where the the image is still grainy, you know, and, and we'd pop those in and that was our sermon on a on a Sunday night or, a, you know, a Wednesday youth group kind of thing, you know, and um, but the other guy was, um, I've seen him pop up again. I have honestly, I hadn't thought of him in probably 20 years, but um, remember Adrian Rogers? Yes. You do, Larry? Yeah. So, I've listened to Adrian Rogers. But, I love Billy Graham. I'm literally sitting here googling um, all these but people that you're when saying. You, when you when you think of somebody like Billy Graham, you, you think of somebody who was like that guy was like that guy was awesome. I mean, he was an amazing preacher. He was fiery, but not like he's not like too aggressive. Mm-hmm. But as far as I ever knew, he was a good person. You he know, was. he wasn't one of these like crazy wackos. Like, you know, um, and like when he died, I was like, even though I was an atheist at the time, when Billy Graham died, I was like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. He was old. Who's so that? It was like not shocking. 
Who's that Christian that just died? That famous Christian that just died? That um, like the I'm because oh Pat Robertson. Yeah, because of what I because of what I do, my feet is um, my feet is full of um, atheists and people that don't believe in God, and they are celebrating this oh, guy's yeah. death. Pat Robertson was he a pretty bad representative so, of the Christian community? He's the one that put BTL together. I don't know what that is. Seven Hundred Club. He he was. Oh yeah, yeah. He was the he was one of the first that like uh, politicized religion. Yeah, he he got early off into politics. You know, I, I like what you're saying. But I, you know, I mean, I I I think that that uh, so some of those like um, those people that like if you were a churchgoer in the 1970s and 1980s, you wanted to embrace a Billy Graham. You wanted to identify with someone like him. He's like, you're like, man, look at him. He's such a good person. Yes. And this is the kind right. of like, you know, you don't, as a Christian, you don't really necessarily want to like, like have a human as your, as you're like, man, I want to be like that guy someday. No, right. you want to be like Christ. Right? right. But shy of Christ. I mean, look at this guy. Yes. You wanted now to emulate you have, Billy Graham. Yes. Yeah. Now you have Creflo dollar. And no, the other guy who you do, or you know, right. uh, I don't, I don't watch him. No, I'm just saying, right. I, I, uh, Joel Osteen, you right. know, he owns the church. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, right. um, there's, uh, and again, you know, like the, some of these other people, it's like, who's the good one, right. you know, can I ask who's you, the, can I ask like you that? to define something just for me? Uh, okay. Well, hang, hang, let me just preface that by saying, I don't like definitions because I think that they're misleading and they're backwards, but go ahead. Okay. I'm just clarifying. Clari okay. <laughs> there you go. That would be good. Clarify what you meant by Joe Olstein owns the church. Uh, physically owns that. He owns that physical property. Lakewood. He yeah. owns, he owns that particular building. That's why I wanted it said, because I don't want anybody yeah. to misconstrue that you were thinking that Joe sure. Olstein owns and runs all the church as the body no, of no, the no. church. And I don't mean like, I don't okay. mean slang like owns with a P, you know what I mean? Okay, it's right. just like, all right. he, you know, it, like, oh man, I owned that ski run. No, it's, it, he doesn't own the church. I mean, he like literally, as far as I know, like owns that physical property yes. and does profit from ticket mm. sales. Well, you asked, you asked yeah. who the good one was, um, but he just, uh, the one, the one that I can sit here and think of like the media, uh, one who does media that I think, um, was good. And he just died was Dr. Charles Stanley. That guy was phenomenal. He really helped me learn how to, um, be guided by the Holy spirit. I mean, he was phenomenal, but to answer your question, like now, like now, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that man. One that I would trust and be and, able and to. And it seems like. Right. You know, and it was, you know, um, one of you guys touched a minute ago on like moderate, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, things in general, whether we like it or not have moved to the left over the last, let's say 80 years. So even moderate now right. is a lot more liberal than it, you know, right. than it was even, even, even moderate Republicans are way more liberal than they were right. 50 years ago. Absolutely. Even everything years has ago. shifted. Yeah. Even twenty years ago, right? Yeah, you brought but up I, I you brought up that, the living uh, in the sixties and the seventies, and uh, I was born in yeah. the early sixties, and okay, went you know, so I grew up in the church until I turned eighteen, and that was actually as I guess seventeen. 
I got married 11 days after I turned 18, and that was in 1980. I was a negative five okay. in 1980. I, I, so I can, all of that was in the, in the church. I can remember a time where I, I was faced with the same thing you were talking about, um, Zach, being a Baptist, and you almost deconstructed, yeah. too. I, I really think that's in proportion to where I'm at now. That's why I go to non-denominational churches, because... Uh, some of the Adventists preach that that I was raised up. You do not eat pork. You do not eat anything that's unclean meat from the from the Old Testament, because that's the law, right? And then, but then, yeah, and see, Baptists, but then, yeah, Paul had this have a problem with that, right? Because Paul had this dream where God lowered a drapery down with all the unclean meats, and he said, "Take and eat." And Paul said, "I'm not putting any of that to my Peter. Peter. I'm not putting. Thank you. I'm not putting any of that to unclean meats to my lips and." And God said, do not call unclean what I've made clean. Well, he was talking about the Gentiles versus the Jews, but he was also talking about the law. He was also talking about unclean meats. And I, for me, that just blew everything that I had grown up in completely out of the water. Because I was like, guys, yeah, you you're, know, not, you're not, this, this doesn't coincide with the Bible. This is some kind of man structure you're doing. I don't know who you're listening to, but you're not listening to God. Yeah. Yeah, you're like picking and choosing what yeah, you want to do. Yeah, it almost drove me out. So, Will, like, Will, in your case, like, what, do you remember something specifically that drove you away that, that you decided, you know, I'm done? Or was it like a, was it like a process? It, it was a, it was a long process. There wasn't any specific thing. Um, you know, honestly, like, I, I, um, I had a really good church childhood. Um, mm-hmm. my, my father wasn't religious, um, very private. We never talked about it. It was never an issue. It was just, Hey, dad didn't go to church with us. You know, uh, mom took my brother and sister and I to church every Sunday. Um, you know, we, um, we went to what we called little church and big church. We went to little church, which was Sunday school. And then we went to big church, which was the service. Same, mm-hmm. same, that's the same like, exact thing for me too. Yeah. Yeah. If we didn't feel like going to big church, then we had to go to, um, volunteer in the nursery. We I would have loved that. that. Big church you know, and there were, stunk whenever I was a kid. Yeah. I, I hated it. I hated big church. Yeah. Well, it, it was boring. Yeah. Honestly, when you're, when you're, when you're eight years old sitting there in an hour long service, you're just like, how fast can I total my thumbs today? You know, it's and like my mom, my mom, uh, if you, I, if I was like just, wiggling around too much, she'd pinch the crap out of my leg. And I'd be like, oh, like, oh man. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there was, there was, um, uh, our, our church had, um, at one point, I think the highest it ever had was like 600 members. Wow. Um, That's quite and a it few. was, uh, it was, yeah, Southern Baptist, um, first Southern Baptist church of Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, right on Scottsdale road, just North of all of the, you know, like the, what they call old town Scottsdale, all the resorts, restaurants, bars, shops, you name it right along that stretch. Um, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like if your church was down from Beale street, you know, kind of thing. Um, and, uh, so we had a living nativity every year and that's what our church kind of, uh, became known for literally had goats and sheep and cows. And, you know, the, the, um, the wise men rode around the property on horses and we had, um, you know, paper bag with sand and luminaries, you know, like around the property, um, and it was a big eye, you know, eye catching, uh, thing. And they built, 
a, um, a manger up front. And we had people that played Mary and Joseph. And every once in a while, we'd get lucky and have a baby that was appropriate age, you know. And, and I can't tell you how I think I played every role that was male, hmm. you know, in, in being involved in that. Um, so, so we, Will, we it sounds it. it sounds like you have fond memories. Um, I'm, I'm asking this because we have a little delay, so I'm going to compound the question here together. But sure. do you have kids? And if you do... Um, you don't want them to be raised in that environment that that you're in, and if no, then why? So that's one of the okay. First, first part answer: Yes, I do have a daughter. Um, uh, she has just turned eight years old. Um, she is quite the pickle, you know, very inquisitive. <laughs> um, she learns quickly, asks intelligent questions. Um, she asks questions in a way that, that she understand, like shows that she understands certain concepts. She's really good at math. Um, so I don't have a problem with the community aspect of it. Um, the problem that I have is that I don't think that she needs that community from that venue. And I think that, you know, she is a, um, she has a great camaraderie and she has just as much friends as I did and just as much positive influence from good people um, with scouts. She is a scout. Her uncle is the scout master in town or scout leader. I don't know the terminology because I'm not always there. So I'm a trucker, but uh, she's got a really good core group of, of friends that um, I don't want to say wholesome, but that's a that again, for lack of a better term, like we're talking like good people here. And, uh, I don't feel like there's any need to introduce the, uh, her, I don't think she needs the church in order to have positive community in her, in her life. Fair enough. Um, so I asked the last, um, atheist that came on this question and I'm, I'm going to start asking every, um, atheist or agnostic that comes on this question just cause I'm curious. But, um, if there was a petition going around to outlaw, Christianity, would you sign it? Um, no. Why? Would I sign something that restricted their abilities and what they were allowed to do? Possibly. Okay. Um, well, it's, it's tricky because I'm, when I, when I talk to my daughter about religion, I talk about the facts and I don't tell her what to believe. I just tell her what things are in a way that I say, you know, she said, well, who were the first people? And we're talking about like how everything started, right? She wants to know like, well, how did we get here? Like who were the first people? And I say, well, Christians believe it was Adam and Eve. I don't say, yes, it was Adam and Eve. Right. And I said, really, we don't know unless you follow this kind of guideline in the Bible, it says it was Adam and Eve. Um, so you give her, then, you give her options. You don't, you don't just say, you don't just say evolution's true. And we came from apes. You kind of give her orange man, bad. You right. give her well, part of the reason is because part of the reason is because um, I, I ha I'm not too studied in evolution. So I'd really not want to go down that path with her just yet. Cause that's a long multi-day conversation. I'm just not ready to have yet. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, I don't care about evolution. Fair enough. Right. So, so look at it this way. If, if God is real, things matter. If evolution is true, who cares? 
It doesn't change anything. It doesn't make anything better. It doesn't make anything worse. Because if evolution is true, then it's always been true and nothing changes. Yeah. You, you sound, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't require any effort. It doesn't, it's not going to change my life anyway. You, you sound happy. Are you, are you at peace without God? Absolutely. Uh, and, and so like, let me tie this into what you, um, what you said before, uh, I'm going to kind of touch kind of close three questions that you've asked. Okay. Um, so what I, what I vote for, um, to ban Christian, essentially ban Christianity. Um, no, because I don't want to tell other people what they like. I, I would say that that's no better than somebody who's, you know, hellfire and brimstone interrupting the peace at, in front of the Alamo, you know, preaching, you're going to hell, you know, like who am I to say they can't believe right, right. now? Do I think it, that that person in the, should be allowed to go in? No, I mean, not necessarily. Cause you're, I, I don't, you know, you're disturbing the peace. It's something I've not thought of very much, to be honest. So that's just the shooting from the hip answer. Um, but that's also because, like, I don't tell my daughter how to believe. I don't tell her what she needs to believe. I tell her, hey, you know, later in life, if you have more questions and you want to figure out more stuff, then go ahead and do it. So if, but you got, if your daughter came you know, to you when she was that. like 12 or 13 and she was like, Dad, I think I believe in God, you would you would respect it? Sure. But I would also ask, is this her own doing or is this because someone influenced her Yeah. in a way? Like, do you believe because you feel it to be true or do you believe because you want to be better friends with your, with your friend who's Catholic who goes to church? Fair enough. Yeah. You kind and of, she make is her... surrounded by, right. Yeah. So you're not going to let her, you're not going to let her blind, blindly just walk into it. Yeah. Would you believe that? Would you ask her the same thing if she got involved in witchcraft? Uh, I've not been asked that one before. Um, I would tell her that I would I would like to believe that I'd be open minded to whatever that she felt like she was going to be uh, believe or be involved in. That's a tough unless, one, though, huh? Right, unless it was something that I felt was harmful. I do, in some regards, believe that Christianity is harmful, and I and and to free thinking adults like yourselves, it, it wouldn't necessarily make sense that you, you, I don't know that I could explain it to you. And I don't know that, it, that you might not, you probably wouldn't agree with me because of where you are advanced as far as like your, your Christian age. Right. Right. So like if somebody who's 20 years old, just became a Christian a year ago, they're a baby Christian. Yeah. Even, even though they're an, an adult. Yes. Um, I, so I would say that um, I would probably I would like to think that I would approach it the same way, regardless of what it is, unless it was something that is a known like major red flag. Yeah. I mean, like uh, oh man, <laughs> uh, this is, um, a I, I, I gotta tread. A a, I gotta tread a little. I got to tread a little bit lightly here, but at some point, you know, I just have to like, if she was saying that she wanted to go to a temple because one of her Mormon friends invited her, I would absolutely say no, but I would explain to her why. If she wanted to go to uh, the kingdom hall down the for the, for Jehovah's witnesses, I would say no, but then I would tell her why. 
All right. I have a question. And for then you. I would, I, I would tell her the final part of that though, is that I would tell her, I say, you know, cause you specified 12 years old, Hey kiddo at 18, at, you know, when you're an adult, you, and you have to, you know, you, and you still feel that way. That's a different, completely different story. Yeah. Question you said. Yeah. Where do you find your peace at? Where does your peace come from? Her. Your daughter. Yeah. And my wife, I mean, honestly, like, like, doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I find peace in many things. I'm a model railroad enthusiast. I, I, I'm a photographer. You know, those little things, those passing moments where, you know, you can meet somebody and understand their value as a human just as, you know, just as you understand your own. Um, I find peace in many things. But what grounds me, that true peace, is, is my family. I love it. You know, I, I've, I've been married for 20 years. I've known the woman since August or since October 5th, 1999. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say. A, she's an atheist too, but she, she's an atheist too, but she's a total introvert. Oh, so gotcha. she would never come on a show like this. Hey, hey, well, um, I, had, I had a question for you too. Yeah, go ahead. I, go I was, ahead. I real what you were saying, um, I identify with a lot of it, um, with problems problems with the construct of religions you know you've made you've made the comment about different um uh denominations you know mormons baptist um what was the other one he mentioned uh jehovah's witness jehovah witness you know i would add one i the one i was raised into that where where we've seen things that start straying outside the the word of god And don't make sense. Right. Um, so my right. question for you so, is why, why, if well, you, div- uh, I, I, I get knocking down organized religion, but what about Christ? What about just the, the base, the base teaching of that? Um, why divorce the two? Tell me about your reasoning there. There's a, there's a, there's a couple of different things. Um, so when I think of denomination, I think of like Lutheran versus Methodist versus Baptist. You guys, they're all talking about the same principles. They just have different styles and um, aspects of it that they, that influence them, right? That the parts of it that they kind of latch onto. Mm. Um, When it comes to, when it comes to any of that stuff, I don't say that anyone is better or worse than anything else. But when you start talking about some of the fringe things, I don't, I don't see Mormonism as a, as a, as a denomination. That's a completely different religion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, and I'm, I'll be polite and 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 I'll let you guys roll, you know, like run this show. Of course it's your show. But to me, like Mormonism is a, is absolutely 100% a cult. And the reason why, and I have very in-depth knowledge of, of the cult simply because um, I mentioned that my dad didn't go to church with us. Um, my dad was never Mormon, but m- most of my dad's side of the family is. Oh. His sister married a Mormon and converted to Mormonism and that whole side of the family. So there are more people from that aunt with her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren than there are 
with the entirety of my other family members combined. <laughs> hey, can I can I clip can I clip that since I didn't say it, he did? Can I clip that and right. put it on social media right. since yeah. he said <laughs> I didn't say it. Email I'm still him. a nice guy. <laughs> Email Will. <laughs> so I have no desire to like start a family fight. No, right. I'm like, kidding. I'm joking with you, bro. I'm I would never clip but, that. I would never clip that. Um, no, I mean you totally could, but right. uh, just you know, but so so yeah, more in depth knowledge, and and uh, that's completely different. You know, I mean to me, um, I mean I make more similarities to um, Mormonism being more like Islam. Like, and I'm not saying their beliefs are the same, but I'm saying like it's a completely different, like every, like the only thing that remains the same is, are a couple of the main players. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I, I was challenged by a Mormon one time to listen to one of their general conference meetings. So I listened to the two and a half hour, uh, um, like morning service, of the the Saturday morning, two and a half hour morning service during the general conference. There was only one mention of an actual Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even, the verse wasn't actually given. It was just the book. Um, the name Moses was, in, was mentioned one time. Jesus was, I think I said Jesus and or God, um, was mentioned six times. In uh, I'm sorry, uh, six times in context within the Bible. Everything else was, everything else was the actual church itself, the structure of their beliefs, and Joseph Smith. and Joseph Smith and um, Book of Mormon. Yeah, you know, and you guys, you guys familiar with um, Dan? Yeah, what's his last name? Dan. Uh, he's the Super. I mean, he's a he's a rip. Um, he's the guy's sharp as attack. Uh, Dan McKellen. McClellan, yes, Dan McClellan. Yeah, Dan McClellan okay. is is a famous creator on TikTok. You guys might not know who he is, right. but he's very yeah, very he's, sharp. He's, a, he's sharp yeah. as attack. Mm-hmm. He's smart Mormon. as all heck. But but he also does a pretty darn good job of discrediting many things. Yeah. In the Bible. Well, he, right. He talks about like, well, he tries anyway, but I think he talks about like how the Bible is uh, that lacks a univocality that a lot of people insist exists. He says right? there's no inherent um, value to it at all. Like he got me for like, right. I've been following him for like a month thinking this guy was some right. like so, Christian leader. So and some then, of the things now, but some of the things that he talks about are things that I was talking about 25 years ago. Yeah about how like there's a book of the um the book of mark you know i think it's like anything after like chapter 6 you can tell it's like changed it's different it's like it's like somebody wrote the first part of mark and then somebody says okay i'm going to finish it and it was different writing um parts of isaiah are different that don't match up right i uh, haven't read Oza- the, i haven't read isaiah yet but i've read mark and i don't remember thinking but, that yeah uh parts of Parts of Matthew, parts of actually all the Gospels, to be honest. Um, and I'm looking at it from like, I don't have my, I didn't have my Christian kind of like decoder ring at the time. You know what I mean? I was literally reading it for like, like analytically instead of like a spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. And, and I can see that there are things that have like, this doesn't fit. This seems like it was added later because not only does the theme change, the, the words change, but the the sentence structure, 
you know, the way that the, the pronouns are stated in different um, rhythms, uh, I and he or versus he and he and I, those, you know, you have friends that are from different parts of the country. They always say like uh, me and John versus John and I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you change things within the same book, it, it indicates uh, not having the same single author. Would you and, you, say, know, you can look at like, sorry, would so, you, but the, the last thing I'll say about this guy is that, that about Dan though, that's important for people to recognize is that when you're LDS, when you're, when you're in the, when you're Mormon, it's very easy to discredit the Bible. Yeah. Because you don't take it as your book. Your book is the book of Mormon. Yeah. Right. Joseph Smith is you your know, guy. Yeah. It's just like how, how Muslims find it so easy to discredit the Bible just because it is, that's not their book. Right. So there's no reason for them. It's not like they're, it's not like they're saying like, Hey, I'm a Christian and you know what? The slavery endorsed in the Bible. Yes, we admit it. It's there. It sucks. Here's, you know what I mean? here's like, where uh, I'm at. Here's where um, I'm at with the Bible. Um, and then I'll ask you a question, but here's where I'm at with the Bible. If the, if the resurrection, if the story of everything else, okay, fine. Yeah. I do believe that, um, the Bible is, is the, um, is the perfect word of God. I believe it is the living, breathing word of God, but I'll say this, all that other stuff. Okay, fine. But if the resurrection is true, then that's what makes Christianity the religion. If Christ rose from the dead, then that's what makes it all that much different, right? Because well, everybody else is but dead. That's one of the things that I have a problem with. Well, ha- that, that's I mean, one of that's the things the that I have a hard time with because, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. The thing is, it's a massive if for you, right. you know, and and that's how it that's how it remains to me. Yeah, because there was if you read the Bible and you read the the earlier Hebrew texts and things that are not in the Bible. And you look at all of this stuff that was, there is a God and dang, he's active and he, he's, you know, hardening the Pharaoh's heart or he's, you know, doing this or this, or he's instructing how to this or that. I mean, any number of influences that he either said by voice or by person or by, you know, a hand touching a tablet on a mountain and, and scratching in the 10 commandments. I think there's a lot of presence. Well, what happened? Well, hold on. Is he like, napping? What if yeah, that's well, I mean, now, now, so, since we've got I the Holy this, Spirit, the reason why I, now, now that but, we have the, now Holy the reason why I say this, right. But that it's so the reason I say this is because there's a lot of things, you know, we, we talk about like early religion and uh, saying like, yes, they used God as a way to explain. God of the gaps, we've all heard it, right? So they used God as a way to explain what they didn't know. And one of the things that, uh, like I was talking to somebody, um, I was talking to a Muslim the other day, a couple weeks ago probably, talking about how, like he showed a picture about how the two waters don't meet. You've seen this? No. Right? It talks no. about like there's what, the lighter blue water waters? and the darker blue water. Well, he says that it was the edge of the, um, like essentially the South Pacific and the Pacific or like the Indian ocean and the Pacific. Oh, and it's basically saying like, Oh, the two waters meet, but they don't mix. Well, that's, that's not true. But 
it says because in the Quran, there is a passage that says, and I'm paraphrasing here, says something about the two waters will meet, but not. So if you're a Muslim and you see this, you're like, wow, it's a prophecy that has come true. No, it's called an estuary. And the actual image he used wasn't from the Pacific and Indian Oceans. It was from a, a, a waterway where there was um, glacial water, fresh water that comes into salt water. And anytime you have fresh water mixing with salt or meeting salt water, they don't mix at the surface. They, it takes longer for them to, to emulsify and mix together. So they appear as, you know, your clearer or your, your bluer ocean water. And then you're almost like opaque, like, like you guys know what oil looks like if you get water in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, you know what I mean? That white milky, that's, that's what happens that mixes on the, under the surface, but the top few feet don't mix so much. There's 1200 some odd estuaries around the world. Uh, if you've ever been to the Florida Everglades, south end of the Florida Everglades is a massive estuary. It's nothing. It's it, it's to me, it's not prophetic. Hey, I, so when you talk about like when you talk about hey, here's this blah blah blah, and this now it's it, this is this proves that Islam is correct. I'm like, well, not really. We have a valid explanation for it. Well, if, to me, a prophecy would be something. There's no other explanation. Hey, uh, I I, I think it's I mean? interesting. I feel like uh, I had a friend that was a philosophy major in college. <clears throat> I feel like I'm sitting um, at, at the bar with him <laughs> and having a drink because one thing that was really he was really good at was tearing down all other philosophies. It seems like that's what philosophy is is nothing's real. Yeah, let's, in some ways. let's let's attack. You know, not attack, but deconstruct. Okay, what's your line of reasoning? Okay, here it is. Okay, well, let me deconstruct right. that. And that's what philosophers do. My, yeah, I, you know, I, so I'm kind of curious. I, I, I get what you don't believe in. What do you believe in? Do you believe that that there we were put here for a purpose? Do you believe that we have a creator? Were we seated by nope. aliens? Are we an accident? I'm just curious about. What your beliefs and how, well, what your belief is, and how you came to that from where you were. Sure. So part of my deconstruction, if you will, um, I still feel weird using that term, um, is that I had this X amount of energy that went towards my religion, my belief, my faith, my my heck, I got a tattoo, uh, I got an ichthus on the on my back. You know, I, I there's this certain allotted amount of energy that it was attributed to all of that it didn't transfer. I don't subscribe to any, I don't, if I go and talk to other Christians and debate, what I normally would do is essentially call out what I would consider their lies or their misconceptions. Um, I don't espouse my own beliefs because I don't have any, and I don't think I need to. Uh, I would put it at most, at most what would make sense to me is that, if we were created, and that's a massive if, again, if we were created, I don't believe that it's possible. I don't think it's even possible that it was the God of the Bible. Based on what the Bible says, I don't believe it's possible. Have and you ever the only had way a that I would accept that, I, I believe I did, yes. I mean, I was, I was in high school. I mean, like when I was a kid, absolutely. You know, um, 
I I was as I mean I pretty sure. Yeah, you, know? you probably um, get told a lot that you that you but, never did. That, I hear that a lot in the atheist community now, yeah. where where um, people will say they're a former pastor or they um, right. former Christian, and that and then a lot I hear well, that a lot. People say you were never a Christian or you were never saved because if you were right. saved, then you wouldn't be doing this. You well, know? and the reason why, and it's it kind of goes back to that identification part of it. They feel the need to diminish my previous relationship with Christ or with God, whatever you want to call it to, to protect their own belief. Yeah. Because, because whether I was a real Christian or not, I don't think there's a term real Christian versus, you know, fake Christian, unless somebody's knowingly lying. Uh, it, it's it, see the, the word Christian is, is a, is a funky term to me too, to be honest. Um, because, in some ways, I am very Christian, but I'm not a subscriber of the the supernatural. You know, the Trinity. I think, in my opinion, never like it, it's complete. In my again, in my opinion, is is completely man made. But that doesn't mean that Jesus didn't have good teachings. Yeah, we can actually follow the teachings of Jesus without actually giving two rips who it was from. Gotcha. You know, okay, Will. Will, I don't mean to cut in on you. So we're at one. No, go ahead. I talk too much. Anyway, no, you're so. good. We're what we're at one twenty. Um, what we do at the end of these shows is um, we go around the room and everybody says something. Um, here they they all all say their their last thing to you or whatever. Um, show you love or whatever. And then since you're the guest, you get the final closing um, saying. So, but we're just gonna go around the room and then you'll get to say the last thing. Okay. Um, Mark's first. Hey, Will. Uh, and. It was nice talking to you. Um, thanks for coming on. I kind of, um, uh, you helped me understand your, your, um, the journey that you've been on your beginning middle. I'd say you're in your middle. You know, I, I, I have a, I, I have a, a hope in my heart because of my faith and my experiences that, that, that you'll be led, um, gently back into the arms of Jesus. But you know, <laughs> um, that, that's my hope for you. Uh, but it's very interesting. And I totally identify with some of the things that, that you've said and some of the reasons, um, that you had, I had many of those reasons, you know, for me, um, when I came to that point of choosing if I'm, if I was going to deconstruct or not, um, like completely, um, I just couldn't get past the certainty in my soul that God became man came here and died for my sins. Um, I, I just, I just could not let that go. And luckily that carried me through, you know, some pretty tumultuous times in my life and brought me back out on the other side into his arms. And, uh, so, um, you know, as you will, my friend and good luck in your photography. That's awesome. Okay. Larry. How long have you been a trucker? Uh, just shy of three years. Just shy of three years. Okay. Cause so you basically started driving about the same time I did. I, I started driving about 40 as well. I, I no longer drive. Do you do OTR or local? Uh, east of the Mississippi are my roads. So mostly OTR, but not, uh, not afraid to do the short runs that help out the company. Oh, all right. Yeah, I did a, 
a stint running up into Canada for a while when uh, I ran GM parts. There was a lot of ah, a lot of hassle coming. I do a lot across. of turning and burning, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I don't miss it. I don't miss it. I I ended up having back surgery and I got out of the truck, did trash business for a long time, so it was local. But I, I just didn't. Well, that's what I'm. I'm looking to go local. The trash Eventually. business. I, I'll tell you, they always looking for people in the trash business. CDL helps. It takes getting used yeah. to, but at least it's uh you know you're home with your wife and kid every day. That's the yep. good part about it. I have a question uh, or, or an observation. I'm trying to figure out how to word it correctly. But the well, uh, I'll just preface it for you by saying, like, you're not going to offend me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a grown ass man, so you know, don't be too delicate. <laughs> don't feel that you need okay. to be too delicate. So, so, so how grown are you? So how big a boy are you? <laughs> how big a boy are you? <laughs> big enough for an ass. <laughs> Sorry, I just, just beat the part. beep. Hey, hey, if he's a truck driver, he's got to know that guy. Right. Roy D. Mercer. Right. I got a big, I got a, I got the chins, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing another Roy D. Mercer um, reference. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> no, the, the three states of water, okay, is ice is solid, liquid is water, and steam is still water, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Solid, liquid, gas. Yep. Think about that when you think about the Trinity. I have. It doesn't help me. Okay. I'm not here to, to uh, convince you anything otherwise. No, I, I know. And this is one of the things that well, when I was – Going through this process, uh, when it started when I was in high school, just kind of set out to prove the Bible true, and and really so I could be a you know a good good soldier for Jesus and all this. And and uh, when I set out to do that, I I, I failed. So uh, I had a good mentor. Um, my the pastor of my church gave me plenty of good resources. Um, I read the Ragamuffin Gospel. It's a great book, uh, and uh, I I had a hard time with. The, I, I think if I'm being honest with myself, like I believe, like I believe that, you know, that, that Jesus was real, died for, died on the cross for our sins. But I think I always had a hard time wrapping my mind around this like concept of of the Trinity. To me, when I look at the nuts and bolts of it, it doesn't make sense. It it shouldn't even be a thing. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. But though. if God doesn't exist, how did we come to be? Is one of the biggest things that I I I, I can't. My daughter is an atheist. See, my, my brother is an agnostic. I don't ask myself those questions. Again, my I said that energy that I had as a Christian didn't transfer. I don't know where we came from, and I don't think it. It doesn't matter to me. You know, ancient aliens, if they were the ones that made us, they're obviously not doing much to present themselves now. So what do we care? You know, if the poles switched every twelve and a half thousand years and we're the sixth great civilization to be on the planet. So what? Wow, that's a new one I haven't heard before. Oh, the poles oh, gaining yeah. traction now. Uh, no, it's completely ridiculous. But when I. Oh, it's it's a, it's wild. Be, being a. Uh, not a mechanic mechanic, but I, I'm mechanically inclined enough that when I deconstruct a car by taking it completely apart, it becomes parts. It doesn't become a car anymore. 
right? Right. You're touching so, on the philosophical so, boat. So by deconstructing and pulling apart everything, trying to make it each individual work as a part of the car, that's not that's not a car. That's a part. When you put it all together is when it becomes an automobile. So when you construct it, it becomes an automobile. Right? Right. But each individual part doesn't necessarily make it a car, does it? Are you talking about the body of Christ? Are you talking about the body of Christ? I'm talking about the, talking about the like the related to the Trinity. Any, anything that we completely take okay. apart. Yeah. No longer becomes what it is because they're right. individual pieces that we try to make an, an understanding of. Yeah. But it, Yeah, and I that's mean, the thing. It's like, well, that's one of the things that I always had a problem with. Once I deconstructed, it's like, how do I put things back together and how do I do it the right way? And you like, just landed why don't on, we I don't actually have, have to. Yeah. I, and and I, I feel much more at peace than I ever did except for a very short period of time. I mean, I was music ministry, you know what I mean? Like the, the, we're in a band. Actually, I got to tell you, we're in a band had the best name for a Christian band. We felt like it was awesome name. It's called Crosswalk. Oh, that's cool. Man, that wow. does sound good. Wow, that I is I love good. it. You ought to trademark that before this comes was, out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. man, this is 25 <laughs> years ago, man. <laughs> well, to me, I, I, always, I always read a verse. All right, and I actually have two of them for you. I, I have Hebrews one. I mean Hebrews eleven one. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for, and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Hebrews eleven is actually um, the Hall of Fame of faith. So it's talking about all the ones that walked by faith, and faith is believing in something that I can't see. You know, that's takes a lot. My my daughter, I, I mentioned, is an atheist. One of my daughters is an atheist or claims to be an atheist. And I told her one time, it takes a lot more faith. To me, it takes a lot more faith to believe that nothing created this versus believing that a God creates it. And I believe that I will go... Too much, well, you know, we're, we're, I'm not going to go there, but I'm going to go to heaven when I die because I believe in Christ died for my sins and has washed me clean. So I, I get, because of my belief in God, I get to go to heaven. I just got the car part thing just now. It took you that long. Yeah, I got it. So we'll talk really about had it to work about that. You know? I have a slow brain. I've been trying to tell you I'm not very smart. <laughs> Okay. Hey, there's no there's no need for speed, man. Yeah. Well, I I am a master of slow, honestly. <laughs> the slowest eater. You got one more verse? I don't drive it. You know, <laughs> yeah, you said two verses. Yeah. You uh He only reads one every week. You got you get two. You must be special, Will the Trucker. <laughs> well, I, I, I come. <laughs> oh, one guy got none. So you're getting yeah. two, dude. Yeah. Hey, you're getting the other guy's verse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Sounds like a I, I'm not I feel like that I, I kind of got this one pointed out to me a little bit, all right? And it's it's uh, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, 
pleasing and perfect will. I'd lived the trucker life. I, I mean, you know, um, I lived, uh, I wasn't a Christian all my life, but I never once doubted that God existed. So it, for me, it's a very hard thought process for me to even consider where my brother who was raised the same way I was came up with his agnostic belief. And we, so we actually interviewed him and I had never really spoken to him about it, but I had talked to him with my daughter and where it comes up for me, the hard, hardest part of it is knowing that if she continues in, in my thought process, if I die, I, or when I die, I go to heaven. When she dies, she's just going to be there in the ground dead. And there is no afterlife. That's her thought process. I can't phantom that, that this is all that we have. You've never doubted that God, God doesn't exist. I never once never doubted. Once. Never uh, once see, we, yeah. See, we look at things differently. You haven't, you haven't, we, we have you ever doubted that God it, existed? Mark? Sure. I have. Yeah. I, I've doubted. That's crazy. See, well, but see, that, that's, what's crazy is like, that's why I'm, I like, but, I'm literally sitting here thinking that everyone on the planet has at least doubted whether God exists or not. But Larry's over here and I believe you, I believe you. That's what I'm saying. But there's, I know a few people that sure. never doubted. There's literally, there's literally, we're, there's just different people. It with, just doesn't make there. sense right. to me. It does not. Well, make I mean, you got to think of it like. Mind. That's really cool. See, that's that. That's one of the things that was that was that I had to overcome in a way. Um, we talk about, you know, when you talk about deconstructing, there's a whole lot more to deconstruction than a lot of people realize. When I say I don't believe in God, I don't stop there. My daughter is, was worried because she knows that I have a dangerous job and she's worried that nothing's going to save me when I die because I don't believe in God. And I told her, I said, the difference is that I don't worry about any of that stuff because when I, when I don't have a belief in God, I don't believe the whole book. Sure, there's locations and things that have happened, whatever, you know, there's some of it. But I don't believe in, I don't think faith is real. I don't think free will is a thing. I don't believe in salvation or souls or sin. I don't believe in any of it. So I take it and I threw it all in the trash. Yeah. And I don't mean to say I don't mean to say I don't mean to say that to sound insulting. Disrespectful. So I yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you threw it out of your what your I, own brain is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's to me. There, one of the things that I found during my deconstruction was that these are all religious constructs. Well, if I don't believe in God, then what's the point in worrying about any of it? Well, I well, do you agree can't. with to you me on there, that. There, I, I do agree you with you on that. To statement. me, there's it's no, there's nothing there. There's nothing there for me. Like yeah. when I think about a belief or or anything like that, I got zilch. There, I mean, it's like I okay. have zero concern. I, and I'll say, just say this: the last thing I'll say is, okay. I'm not afraid of nothingness. Yeah. If, cool. I don't want to be. I was never so heavenly focused that I was no earthly good. Yeah. Okay, let me say, I'm going to say my thing and then I'll give you the floor for a few minutes here, Will. Um, sure. So, um, a couple, I just have a couple things. The first thing I want to say is um, that I'm I'm not concerned about where we came from either at all. I don't ever think about that. 
But one thing that I do um, take very seriously is where we're going. Um, that's one thing I'd take everyone should take seriously. And I think, I think we do have to take that seriously. I mean, you probably planned that cruise for quite a while. You probably plan vacations. I plan vacations. We all plan all these things. And I think we put very little thought, um, in, in what we do for eternity. But I, I'm, I think you have though. I think you've put a lot of thought into it and you just came to this conclusion like, Hey, I'm, I'm done. I'm not thinking about this anymore. Um, which, yeah, and I understand if I came, if I ever came to your, um, your thought process, you would have to throw it all in the trash in order for it. But I think what I believe in, what I hold on to, even Paul from the Bible said this, that if you can disprove the resurrection, if the resurrection isn't true, then Christianity's dead. Christianity's nothing without the resurrection. But in my opinion, that's what changes everything. And the reason why I believe it is because the apostles or um, that walked with Jesus literally testified and went off and died because they claimed to see him r risen from the dead. And um, that's what makes me go, huh? So these guys are literally went to their deaths. Like I wouldn't, I probably, there are probably not a whole lot of people that I would die for right now, like walking around, but these guys died for this guy that just called them off of a boat. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, the resurrection is what convinces me. And then, um, but yeah, and then also the thought of what happens in the future because eternity is scary. And um, I don't, I don't continue to serve out of fear, but I think the the fear is what started it. Um, and I know a lot of agnostic atheists they they tell me that's not healthy, and I understand that. But um, it the Bible does say the 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 fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So um, I think that's what began it for me. So. But anyway, bro, thanks for coming on, dude. And um, I think you should really look into radio. You got a really clean voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, thank you for coming on, and maybe we'll have you on a, 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 again in the future. But yeah, the floor is yours. Well, first of all, I um, I just want to say thank you all for having me. Um, this was actually uh, pretty cool. It's nice to um, it's nice to have a conversation that's guided towards understanding instead of convincing. Yeah. Yeah, even with even with the uh, even with the kind of the final word um, that uh, you know with the Bible verses and whatnot, um, I, I I I've heard them. Uh, I've heard many Bible verses, of course, over the years, um, and feel like uh, each have their own. Um, you know what what people get from them. Um, uh, so there is there's value in that. Um, I think that that when people share um, a verse in that um, in that manner, I feel like that's uh, you know they're they're sharing it for the right reason, um, or at least from their position, the right reason. You know, that, uh, I don't feel attacked um, for anyone who is invited on the show. If you happen to hear my voice, then then know that uh, um, you know there's been no frustration. Uh, on my part during this and it's nice to be able to again you know just have a conversation so there is some some common ground um one of the things that that uh i think is really important is one of the things that you guys are doing is like is you know how can we coexist and uh it, it's um it's important for non-believers and for atheists ag agnostic atheists and anybody who's on you know, not necessarily the side of the Christians. It's important for them to see this because 
or hear it because then they would understand that not everybody is out there saying like, oh, you're going to go to hell, you know, because you guys with your beliefs, you very easily could have told me that today, you know, and, and I, I understand that you could have said that, but you didn't, you know, and uh, there's no, you know, there's I'm no sorry, fear mongering coming question. from your part of it. I got one sure. more question. I'm sorry, but oh, I, just, okay. I just want to know this from your perspective, because I haven't heard this before, but whenever a Christian tells you that you're going to hell, what does that do to you internally? Like, how does that make you feel? Um, what does your thought process um, go into when a Christian tells you that? Amazingly enough, you broke up for the first time for the conversation. Could you repeat the question? Okay, so when, when a Christian tells you to that, that you're going to hell, they, they warn you about hell, in their opinion, out of love, they're warning you about hell. Um, what does that, how does mm-hmm. that make you feel? What's your thought process start? And then... Um, I'm not talking about your response because we all see the response um, from people, but how does that make you feel internally when a Christian does that? It it makes me feel like they don't understand our position. And it's, to me, it's nothing shy of antagonistic. And because uh, there's, they're not saying it when you get to that point, they're not saying it for my benefit. No, because that's not going to help anybody. I don't believe uh, I did hear um, one thing that I, that I've kind of like latched onto in more recent months that helped kind of explain it. Um, if you were to tell me they're like, you're like, man, without Jesus, you're going to hell. I would say, I disagree. And I say, your belief is not my burden until you vote. And that's <laughs> the long and short of it. You know, your beliefs don't impact my life outside the voting booth. Right. Gotcha. And, and, and that's, and if that's how we can keep Christianity, uh, you know, I'm not saying Christians can't vote. I mean, like what I restrict that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, now you're going to have me thinking, would I restrict this? Would I restrict that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I'm one of the people that believes that you should, that your, your religion shouldn't matter in the politics. And I understand that. I mean, Religion is allowed. In, I mean, religious beliefs. Obviously, some people hold, you know, like a religious position in in a elected office. Um, I think that more importantly would be like a civics exam to make sure that they understand how things function and what their job would be. You know, more important than what their beliefs are religiously. You know, what, yeah. do they have the 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 nuts and bolts, the knowledge to even do this instead of the popularity and the most money? I asked those questions. Um, I asked those those questions because, like, even when I asked you today, I noticed I got a lump in my throat when I asked that. Like, I want to ask those questions yeah. that puts a lump in my throat because these things are happening whether we like it or not. These um, sure these things are happening whether we like it or not, and I don't know what I'm going to do with that information. But all I know is I need to hear right. the perspective. That way, we can figure figure well, out what to do with it, you know, well, later on. The great, yeah, I, the great commission. I, I think Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais has people. Right. Right. R- Ricky Gervais has made this more commonly known in recent years, but you know, the, the whole thing is like the simple answer is like what I said, your belief is not my burden until you vote. That's the simple response. They, a lot of times Christians don't like that because a person who is telling me I'm going to hell is not somebody I care to have a conversation with. Right. The the thing is, like I say, how do you know that you're not going to hell? Well, because I believe in Jesus. Well, how do you know you got the right God? There's thirty five thousand or forty thousand or however many gods you can find. How do you know yours is right? You fell for a better story. 
no. And then we yeah. start to get into the argumentative. It doesn't end well. If it doesn't start well, it doesn't usually end well. Well, that's why and I tell people. A, sorry, go ahead. When I am a good, like sound mind day, I don't let that affect me. I just give them that kind of canned answer because, you know, it is, it's not false. It's true. Uh, there are many things that I could say to them, but, uh, and like I said, in a more antagonistic or, um, you know, response, but, uh, it, I'm, I'm shying away from a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? That it's, there's a difference between, um, opinions and, and like, you know, um, fact. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying like Christianity is an opinion. I mean, it, there's factual parts of it and there's opinion parts of it that, that's, yeah, that's what um, if I'm calling somebody out, if I'm calling somebody out for a lie, then I would say that, well, this is actually what it says, or, you know, then, then there's a, a definite like factual part of it. And, and if you think about it, like what I say is this is like without the absolute certain 100%, 1000% proof of God's existence, any God, then the religion is defined as that just a set of beliefs. Yep. Okay, bro. And well, so, thank you. Thank you so and, much for and, coming on, man. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I think we're at, Yeah. I, I think my stopwatch stopped. I don't even know what we're at now. Does anybody I heard know? it? I was wondering what that was. Uh, let me just say one last oh, thing. Um, Go ahead, Will. I, I just wanted to say one last little bit and that's that. And it's, um, uh, for, for Christians out there, give, the the atheists and non-believers the same cushion or respect that that you would ask of them and what i mean is like uh we are loving caring people we don't enjoy sinning you know it's not that we um we it's we do have morals uh we're not lost we do not feel like misled we do not feel like lost or broken. Uh, it, it's uh, our lack of belief is no different than your stance of belief. It's um, you know everybody deserves their own respect. Yeah, and yeah. and you guys have you guys have demonstrated that. And I think honestly, if there were more Christians out there like you guys are, you know, like we didn't really get into a whole you know a whole lot today, to be honest. But um, it's it's such a more valuable conversation when you can lean towards, you know, have a conversation towards understanding instead of convincing. Yep. It's I agree. so much more effective. I you know? agree, man. And, and there's so, even without having, um, like even as a, as an atheist, you know, as, as a, as a, as a Christian, we both have the same basic ideals for where, what we want for our children you know, even to like forsake ourselves, you know, like we want our children to be like happy, but you know what? I want them to be safe Yeah. and I want them to be happy and I want her to have an understanding, Yeah. you know? Um, and, and, and there's some, there's a lot more common ground than, than, than some people understand. I know. And, and coming from atheists too, you know, like, so. All right, brother. But you know, there is a, there is a, um, there is a culture that is, that is, that is, uh, beginning to form. You know, online, um, there's a there's a guy who slicks his hair back. His name's Bill. You know, he's another one. Um, there's a the pastor of uh, blinking on his name, uh, Drake. 
you know, there's a community of people that are beginning this understanding, this, this desire to coexist. And I think that that's going to be a much more effective, you know, avenue to pursue. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I, I, I notice, I notice we're going to have to, or we're going to get, or we're going to get canned. That's what's going to happen. I, I noticed that, that literally, if we don't learn how to um, approach um, unbelievers differently, then that, then there's, it, we're going to get, nobody's going to listen to you. And it's either, it's right. either you have that desire to be right and prove people wrong and dunk on people and get people to admire you. Or is it, or is your goal to get people to know Christ? And if that's your goal, and I'm not saying that's, I'm not trying to shove that part down your throat, but that is our ultimate goal is to get people to know Christ. And if we're out here sure. telling people they're going to hell or they're lost or that they're broken and that they're sinners and all this other stuff, then yep. um, just like that hellfire and brimstone peacher outside the Alamo in San Antonio. Yeah. It's not what a lot of Christians anyway. don't realize. A lot of Christians don't realize that they are doing more to push Christians and other people on the fence. They're doing more to push them away than atheists are. I, exactly. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. So, so, but yeah, I appreciate Alrighty, it. We're almost at two, and man. Ma'am, uh, folks, everyone. Okay. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it. I'll be hollering at you later. Be safe out there, brother. Take it easy, man. All right, bro. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, bye. Chat later. Bye. Man, we have got to figure out that delay thing for next week. That was excruciating. At at first, I thought he had a pause. Yeah. He talks like me. Yeah, I thought, well, no, like you have a natural pause to it. But I could also see your face. There there were times when he was talking. And it would just cut. And then. Yeah, it brought right back up to where it was. It wasn't like we missed several yeah. words. It was a delay. Though. It, was just, it was a packet thing. Yeah, like a packet loss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That yeah, it was a delay. Is it was a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. I can't say that for sure. That that that's what happened. But like with you, you do have you do talk like that to where you where you stop mid sentence and then you will right. pause. But I can see your face where you're contemplating right. and you're but thinking. I'm, it, I, yeah, I have been taught not to. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, uh, but that's why uh, I've been whenever you, do that, I, so. I think you got my hand signal where, where you kept trying it and I was like, Mark punch in there, dude, get in there, yeah. bud. Because that guy, like not, not him, but the, oh, he's the, a talker. Um, well, yeah, he's a talker, but it wasn't that it was the, um, the, why he kept going like that. The delay. Cause normally we, we were able to punch in and change the subject and stuff like that. But the delay was so bad like this. There was no spot for me to get in and stop it. Like by the time you tried to cut in, then it would. He was already on to the next thing. He was yeah. already in the middle of making his next point. Yeah, and so it that made that I would felt very lost in that interview. So for anybody that thought that was long and draw, it, it, there was a delay in it. So we're gonna figure that out by next week. If I mean, even if we have to do it back by the phone again, um, we'll do. Have you talked to Jess? No, not lately. You talked to Jess? Okay, when? This morning. Oh, she's okay? Yeah. Okay, good. She's okay, yeah. dealing with a lot of uh, her immune system. Ah, uh, gotcha. Her, uh, thing she's that's going on. She's doing good, but she's going through a lot with that. I just hadn't talked to her in a while. I just thought yeah, of it right now. I don't want it to sound like I we I don't care or anything because, you know, I love Jess. But yeah. I thought about that the other day, too. I was like, I haven't been engaging as much as I can. Yeah, me I, either. I, I, well, I haven't had time. It, yeah. Me either. I sweat so much outside that I can't have my hearing aids on. So I yeah. can't have my hearing aids on, and I and I can't get that headphone thing you got me. To, you can't get it to work. I can't. 
when I get it to work, it's great. But right now I'm working with other people. So it's like I have to be able to uh, focus gotcha. on what they're saying. So I haven't been able to listen to the Bible study. I haven't been able to listen to podcasts. I haven't been able to listen yeah. to anything that I normally listen to. It's just me going. Larry, I don't even eater. I don't even edit the show anymore. Like I literally will take like I'll I'll put it I'll I have like a template. Oh, please edit this pre- one. We pre-load. have a lot of issues. And I just preloaded it all in there, and then I go through to make sure there isn't any. Well, I remember the issues, and then I'll go script to those, and then I'll cut them out. Yeah. And then um and then I just go and write down about seven clip ideas, and then I move on with my life. I don't even listen to it at all. Like I and I hope everyone understands that. If the quality of the show is going out, just because we we have to make a real living, so, but we're at two. We got to get off here. We got to get off here. We're gonna. It's gonna be too long. So, um, thank you everybody for listening. We yes. appreciate it. We love you. I still want to encourage you completely. You know, we 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 really, really, really. We know that the time is short, and we know that our mission is truthful, and we know in our heart that God exists. No matter what is said in here, no matter how things go, I don't have a doubt in my heart, my mind, or my soul that that God exists. And I just simply want to say, ask him to show himself to you. Amen. Ask him. Because Jesus loves you and so do I. Okay. Thank you everybody for watching. We are out. Thank you so much for listening to the Help My Unbelief podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And more importantly, tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for new episodes.